Do you remember what 2016 to 2020 was like? I mean, the constant news broadcast about Donald Trump was absolutely insane, right? Everything this man do, every tweet, every news conference, every announcement, just seemed to riddle news places everywhere. And this guy just was a headline machine. I mean, you couldn't go a week without hearing about Donald Trump. I haven't really heard about Joe Biden too much this year. And honestly, it's it's kind of peaceful. And that's because Joe Biden's just not that controversial. My boy, Donnie T., I mean, Big DT, that boy is a walking controversy. <laughs> I mean, there's no wonder why um, Joe Biden literally went on record and said that Donald Trump might be the most racist president ever, ever in the history of U.S. presidents. Which, of course, doesn't really make any sense because, I mean, come on, the first presidents owned slaves. But I digress, right? It, it gets a point across the point of what a lot of people felt in the time. I mean, of course, Donald Trump didn't help himself, you know, when he talked about building a wall and how Mexico is not sending its best, is sending murderers and rapists and all that jazz. And he's constantly kind of flirted with the narrative that some, a very small minority, but some of his, you know, base is from extremist white groups that are, you know, terrorized people, you know, some neo-Nazis maybe follow his word. But realistically, I mean, Donald Trump had a roaring fan base. I mean, a lot of people liked him, supported him. And I mean, my goodness, if you ever want to know how much they supported him, uh, <laughs> you just have to think about the riots as they stormed the Capitol as the visual, the real visualization of how much people ride or died for what Donald Trump was saying. I mean, some of his supporters really felt like the vote was being stolen from Donald Trump and he was the rightful winner of the 2020 election. Now, somewhat almost lost in this narrative of Donald Trump being a racist is some of the facts of his presidency that people aren't necessarily addressing. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that if COVID never happened, he would be reelected president. I mean, he barely lost to Joe Biden. And of course, he had a really strong base and the numbers behind him were undeniable. I mean, he really had the lowest unemployment for black people in a long time. In a group that was historically, you know, marginalized and red taped and all that jazz, he was really, you know, it was a really great time to be black during the Trump era. And a lot of people didn't want to give him kudos for any policies, decisions that he made to maybe lead to that because it didn't necessarily seem to be one to point to. I mean, you could say the tax cuts, but, you know, economists don't necessarily agree that that's the reason for it. However, whatever the reason, it's still the greatest time working-wise, employability-wise, to be black in America. But one of the things amongst the headlines of Donald Trump being racist was so lost was the fact that when all the votes coming down and really came to it and was tallied, it was seen that 
with all of, you know, think about the George Floyd riots and all of the BLM marches, with all of that being said, even with all of the most racially divisive times, maybe, you know, in my lifetime, you know, this is, think about the Rodney King riots. This was like that on steroids. This was countrywide, these George Floyd riots were. With all that being said, black people voted for Donald Trump more in 2020 than they did in 2016. I'll say it again. Black people voted more for Donald Trump in 2020 than they did in 2016. And this may shock a lot of people who historically think that, you know, there's no way that black people would vote for Donald Trump as absolute racist. And within the race, it was actually in South Carolina where black people backing Joe Biden really pulled him out of basically the graveyard in the race, in the primaries, and actually catapulted him as the Democratic nominee to be chosen to run against Trump. I mean, black people were definitely a big factor in this election. And with all that being said, black people still voted more for Donald Trump this year in 2020 than they did in 2016. Now, this rise of conservatism and the move to Republicanism within the black community can be seen in sprinkles, right? You kind of see it with Candace Owens. She has a growing base of black supporters who support her conservative message. I mean, you see it here and there, but realistically, it's under the shadows until now. If you've been on YouTube, especially if you've been on Black Twitter or if you're within the Black community, there is an absolute phenomenon going on right now. Kevin Samuels, an ex-corporate world exec, a VP, if you will, of sales, then turned into an image consultant, has been an absolute terror on YouTube. I mean... I haven't really seen many YouTube channels take his meteoric rise in a long time. I mean, he must have gone viral like four times and he just cannot stop creating viral moments. And you might be asking if you haven't heard of Kevin Samuels, I mean, what is he going viral for? This is the guy, if you've seen the videos on social media, who is wearing a suit, wearing a glasses, sipping a nice, what seems to be an alcoholic drink talking to ladies and basically saying that ladies are you asking for too much and telling you know single ladies and kids with girls with multiple kids on why they shouldn't be asking for a high value man and they need to ask for an average man because that's their sexual media place value his most famous video right now is the one called average at best where he begs the ladies, like, please don't make me say it. Don't make me say it. Why are you asking for a guy who's making over $100,000 when you know that they're only 10% of the population? And then he eventually says it. She says, why can't I get a man like that? And he's like, don't make me say it. She makes him say it. And he says, it's because, in her own words, she said it about herself, that she is average at best. And guys look for, you know, the type of man that she wants. What does she, he want in a woman? Guys who are making over 100K typically want above average looking women. I mean, we see it in our celebrities. They always choose the young girls in their 20s. And what was so interesting about Kevin Samuel's absolute 
berate, you know, talking to women and telling them why their dating standards are unrealistic and talking to the black community specifically and telling them that right now only one in four women are getting married. The thing that he was really expressing in that is something that if you're within like the internet world, the Reddit world, if you're in these like, you know, if you've ever seen these incel and MGTOW communities, you would recognize a lot of the talking points that he's saying. He's bringing a lot of stuff from the red pill community into the mainstream. Now, I was never a political theory major. You know, I've never had any political theory classes, but I can tell you about, you know, a little bit about radicalization just from watching the Twitch streams, watching political debates and a lot of people who actually move to the right and start, you know, looking at right wing videos and right wing ideas and really, you know, end up supporting a person like Trump or a person like George Bush. Uh, people who move to the right side in the Republican already, um, values, right? People who get radicalized from online, they're typically watching red pill type content first. And it typically starts like this, right? This is red pill content. And then for all of you guys that don't necessarily know what the red pill terminology is, if you remember the movie Matrix, um, Neo's offered two pills. One was a blue pill, one was a red pill. The red pill is the one that lets him see the truth. Red pill is like a euphemism for you know being able to see the truth and it kind of turned from just seeing the truth to seeing the truth about you know how guys live in a world and full of girls or whatever and a lot of the red pill talking points now is basically kind of um the struggles that guys are going through it's kind of turned into like this men's rights type of deal right <clears throat> so one of the things that radicalizes most dudes out of everything is their inability to get laid. Like that, that's, that's what happens. Like the difficulty that guys face in the dating marketplace radicalizes a lot of dudes to conservatism. It really does. A lot of guys are struggling in the dating marketplace. If you're an average guy, especially in your 20s, when you're at the lowest of your value, Remember, guys typically date girls who are younger. And when you're 18, 20 years old, I mean, what younger girls that you can date? If you're 18, society doesn't even really want you to date 16-year-olds. So at that point, you are at your lowest sexual marketplace value. You really are. So when guys are having troubles in their dating lives, trying to date females and they go online and someone just says some thoughts that they are kind of seeing the real life that, you know, thoughts like, why is it that all the six to shredded out chads are stealing all the women and all the girls only want like a small portion of guys and average guys like me who normally could have got married back in the day can't even get a girlfriend. Like, <laughs> like all of these things that guys are feeling internally is getting confirmed by the red pill movement. And while, you know, me online, seeing a lot of these people who are, you know, red pills who start hearing this verbiage that, you know, jives with what they've been seeing in their personal experiences, while this has been popular in white communities, right, we've never really seen it take off and catch virality 
within the black community, specifically the black social media, the black Twitter type of realm. And Kevin Samuels, while, you know, app and preach, if you've seen them on YouTube, they flirt with us a little bit. Kevin Samuels is the first real creator that unapologetically preaches this more conservative type of message. What do I mean by that? The answer to men's struggles in the dating markets has always been about self-improvement. It's always been about, in a sense, pulling yourself up by the bootstraps. Yes, the world's messed up. Yes, girls are hypergamous, if I said that word correctly, and only want the top 10%. But you as a guy, what are you doing to get to that top 10%? What are you doing to self-improve yourself and be the type of person that the girls you want to date want to date? Matter of fact, Kevin Samuels, when he first started, you know, he's 50, he only talked to guys in the first part of his career and really hyper went down on them and told them that if they wanted to improve their dating results, they would have to self-improve and get better. Who cares that girls only want to date rich guys? What are you doing as a guy to be rich? If a guy, girls only want to date people who are more asshole-like, what are you doing to become more confident and assertive? What are you doing as a guy, right? He put the responsibility back on you and refused to let you believe and harbor any excuses that would be contrary to your results. That's a very conservative message. A more liberal message would be, you know, explaining the systems put in place, why maybe you know, you as a minority wouldn't be able to be as successful in the dating realm. You as a person that may be shorter might not be successful. You as a person that might not have that financial resources won't be as successful in the dating realm. He takes all those excuses away. He says, control what you can control. Don't pick two struggles, pick one. Pick the struggle that you can't control and then control everything else. And making money is something that everyone can control. So what are you doing about that? It's a very conservative message. And if you see Kevin Salmon's videos, I mean, me as someone who used to do Twitch, Kevin Samuels is getting between 20 to 30,000, sometimes even 40,000 live viewers on his videos. I mean, <laughs> someone being on Twitch, I know that's a ridiculous amount of people watching. That's ninja numbers. Ninja is getting between 20 and 30,000. And you know how astronomically popular ninja went and got for a while. So seeing Kevin Samuel's popularity grow, once you're a guy and you start listening and agreeing with the red pill movement, especially you know now that we're seeing a lot of black people starting to gravitate towards it, what naturally happens after that is you're at a part, you know, maybe call it the Overton window, maybe call it the political spectrum, but you're at a part where your philosophies in life, the way your outlook looks in life, makes you more susceptible to conservative ideals. Think about it, right? Conservatives want low taxes because low taxes help businesses and all that stuff. And, you know, high taxes help social programs. If you're a guy and now your philosophy is around self-improvement and making myself better and myself and taking the responsibility on myself, you 
don't want social programs as much because you're like, hey, if everyone just thinks like me, then they can drag themselves out of where they are coming from, right? If you're, you know, a Republican and, you know, you're a guy and you're like, oh, you know, girls want guys to be the leaders, you're going to start to jive with more traditional Republican conservative values that kind of started around the church where the guy is a leader of the household, right? These are a lot of Republican conservative values that not all of a sudden black people are more susceptible to. So in 2024, when we have an election, when it's election year and people have to make a decision on who they want to vote for, do not be surprised if we see more black people voting for the right wing because the trends that are easily observed by watching Kevin Samuel's video is very obvious. And I think, honestly, if Donald Trump wanted to run in 2024, he might have a better shot than you think. And as always, the best and most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning. I think one of the things that is always so interesting about Donald Trump is how much black people loved him before he ran. I mean, this guy was the face of hustle culture, the face of wealth in America and being flashy. And <laughs> if you know black people that love hip hop, there's nothing more that black people who love hip hop love than, I mean, watching a wealthy man flaunt his wealth. Um, <laughs> I'm interested to see what happens in 2024. I'm really interested. And I think a lot of people are going to be shocked that minorities move more to the right. And matter of fact, because minorities, a lot of them grew up in church households, I would say that naturally they're more conservative. Um, but because there's just a lot of like racial undertones in the Republican Party, a lot of them end up moving left because they're more just so anti-racist that they can't be on the same side of some people who might be saying some racist redditone, um, undertones. But let me know what you think. It's at Fly Studio on Twitter, and we, Fly Crew, have to take off. Yeah.